Hey everybody, welcome to the Digester Productions podcast. I'm your host Josh, joined as always by Kyle or Fate or this week's Raggy. <laughs> oh God, Hello. you joined and I was like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> today we have a special guest, we have Tim from the Chuchin podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, you have like a, a comedy podcast, why don't you tell people a little bit about it, what you got going on? Yeah, um, I'm the... Um the host of the the Chuchin podcast um it's a podcast i've kind of always done while i'm hanging out with my buddies and i never really had the motivation to record it and mm-hmm. you know do the work of actually having a podcast but over quarantine i started to think about like you know if i couldn't work what could i do from home and i was like well mm-hmm. i've always kind of wanted to do this so let's give her a try and I've been doing it since July now, so nice. Yeah, I just hang out with my buddies and friends from college, and so it's just us, me and my friends, talk, have fun, shoot the shit. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that I don't want to get away from the topic of your podcast. That we had a similar experience with, uh, like being like the lockdowns and stuff like that, and that's when we started streaming a bit more. We had a very similar experience with that. Um, back on the topic of your podcast, though, your most recent episode, which came out, was it yesterday, I guess, as of recording this, came out on the third. You guys were talking about, like, being exposed to COVID. What was uh, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what happened was uh, we had uh, a Thanksgiving <laughs> between, like, uh, me and my friends and, like, a very small group, so, like, 10 people. Mm-hmm. And um, half of it was, like you know elderly like the grandparents and stuff and so everyone had you know a basic respective agreement like hey if you feel sick Mm -hmm. if you've been exposed to covid just go ahead and let everyone know stay home whatever Mm -hmm. so we went to thanksgiving everything went fine and then the next day one of the people who was at the thanksgiving revealed that they had felt sick on wednesday (laughs) <laughs> but decided because they had the hunch that it could have been just the flu, they didn't tell anybody and came to Thanksgiving. I like the idea. It's like, hey, I, I, it's just the flu, guys. I'm still going to infect you guys. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's probably <laughs> just pneumonia. I shouldn't bother <laughs> anybody else there. Uh. <laughs> so nice. the person uh, post everyone being there for basically the whole day was like, oh, I, I'm, I feel sick. And everyone kind of had an initial panic, and we uh, we recorded an episode of the podcast that night, and we joked that we all have COVID. And then fast forward to, what was it, Sunday or Monday, so four days after Thanksgiving, that person who had felt sick now no longer had the sense of taste or smell. <laughs> and we're like, oh, You're like, you wow. actually have COVID. <laughs> Yeah. And then everyone got tested and basically half the group contracted COVID. Wow. Or not contracted, but ingested yeah. COVID at some point. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we. I was listening to your, your uh, episode and I was like, oh, God, they uh, they have coughs. Are they dying? Is he going to make it to the show? <laughs> yeah, me and, uh, me and uh, my friend Steven, who's been on the podcast the most, he mm-hmm. really likes doing it. And it's really fun when me and him do it together. So we were recording and uh, me and him were some of the people that tested negative that haven't had yeah. any symptoms. And 
didn't get it, but we were both joking about our other friends how, you know, <laughs> they just must be weaker than us if they, you know, could catch COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I haven't had anyone, like, directly around me uh, exposed to it, but I have plenty of people that are, like, I, people that are in my general circle who are related to people that have, have had it, so that's why I've been, like, sort of careful about it, especially because, like, we take care of, like, my girlfriend's mom is older, we take care of like my grandparents because my family doesn't live around here anymore. So it's like I'm around people that are at like high risk. So I'm, like I'm being like special, like especially careful about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's getting a little bit worse around here now. People are kind of like not not freaking out. They're like more on edge. I guess is what you would say. Yeah. Well, it seemed like a cute meme and like a little funny excuse to wear a mask, which no one had mm-hmm. seemed to ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And then once you like hear about you know someone that you actually know, yeah, getting COVID, you're like, ooh, ooh, this is a little spooky. And then when you like potentially could have gotten it from them, it's like, this is scary. Yeah, yeah I, like I said, I don't have anyone in my immediate like circle of people I deal with on a daily basis. I got it, but like people I know, like people I used to work with, have passed away from it. I think I have had, I want to say like nine people I know passed away from it. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, again, all the more reason why I'm like, yeah, I got to play it safe. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think I would be fine, honestly, but I don't want to give it to the people in my, in my family yeah. that are at high risk. Well, I live in a state where, um, there's very low COVID. I live in Maine. So there's, mm. uh, there's not a lot of COVID up here. There hasn't really been. Yeah. And, uh, but as the holidays come in, because Maine's it's population is spread out and very rural, yeah. Uh, as soon as the holidays and the winter come around, everyone huddles together. So if we're going to have COVID this one, we're going to get it. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we live in Pennsylvania, but uh, we were having a debate at work yesterday before they were arguing. I, one of the towns nearby, and it's not even a town, it's like a small little village of like, mm-hmm. I want to say like 14 people maybe. And I guess all of them have it. And so they were arguing. <laughs> They're like, well, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't count as 100% because there's only 14 people. It's like, but they all have it. It's like, yeah, but it, you know, if there's only 14 people, so obviously the number is going to be higher. It's like, but yeah, that that still means 100% of them have it. You, like, <laughs> uh, you can't really cheat the percentage. Yeah, like, everybody. well, the percentage is going to be higher because there's less people. It's like, yeah, but all of them have it. <laughs> That's just how percentages work. Uh, Kyle, how's, uh, how's your brother doing? You said he had it, right? He's fine. Oh. He, uh, I didn't know if he ever had symptoms or anything. I didn't. I just remember he said he had it. Oh no, he just he didn't. I, I don't think he really had it. It was more of his wife supposedly tested positive. Mm. Him and his one kid, and he never like got any. Like, I mean, he might not have had it as well then, if that's the case, because the I think the tests are only like seventy percent accurate. Yeah, she took. She took a test for strep. That was negative. She took a test for COVID. That was negative. And then she Hmm. did another one for both. And strep was negative, but Corona was positive. So Hmm. it wasn't, we don't even know if it was an actual case. She definitely felt like she was sick, Mm -hmm. like sore throat and stuff. But she she didn't lose her taste or smell or fucking nothing like that. It definitely affects different people differently. I mean, plus, like I said, you. I don't know if you saw, like, Elon Musk, I think, took four tests, and he's like, yeah, two of them came back positive, two of them came back negative. He's like, I don't even know if I have it or not. 
a funny little uh, side subject here is that like I actually make the tests. I make um, the nice. the quick quick results, rapid mm-hmm. testing, and uh, I don't even know what percentage is accurate. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen people that I work with give me numbers. I've seen numbers mm-hmm. on the news. I've seen numbers from yeah. hospital staff. Everyone <laughs> seems to have a different ratio in their mind and the amount of false positives and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, don't take like, my 70% accurate. <laughs> like, I, that that's a number I saw a couple of months ago, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. sure. It's that's something that yeah, you know, we'll seems reasonable that. enough. Yeah. yeah, even if they come out with a test, like, they're adamant. They're like, no, it's exactly 50% accurate. i like... Yeah, I heard seventy percent. <laughs> yeah, this whole this whole COVID thing. There's so much. I it seems like now it's came out of politics. It seems like everything seems to be there's like another spin where it's like okay, COVID tests are like very effective, and then COVID tests are like you know there's false positives, and then people are testing mm-hmm. negative when they should test positive, which is worse than a false positive, and then yeah. you hear all this stuff and. And then you start to look into one of these things and you can see three different opinions on it. It's like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> what's actually the truth? Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, it's just, it's a nightmare because, people, like, regardless of how bad it actually is, like, how uh, how dangerous it actually is, which it is dangerous, but if people are missing the point of, like, yeah, we don't want it to spread because the hospitals are getting overfilled. Because, like, yeah, around that- here, they're completely maxed out. Yeah, our hospital um, here in Maine, we only have a couple big hospitals, but those hospitals are like, there's like not a lot of room. And then mm-hmm. once the the floors of the building get like a positive COVID test, the floor becomes like a co- uh, like a COVID floor. Like quarantine area. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have so much space in the hospital. Every time you get a positive in an area where it's supposed to be contained, all of a mm-hmm. sudden that area is like compromised and you can't use it anymore so not only is the hospitals filling up but the spots for like people who are emo uh, em- like have bad immune systems like people doing mm-hmm. leukemia and stuff yeah they have to be like pushed into broom closets because there's covid in the hallway <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's not a good spot to be in my uh i have two stories actually one of them is hilarious i want to tell but i'm gonna i have a, a side one with my coworker. Who I find it hilarious that she doesn't think it's a big deal, but she had coronavirus, and we're asking, "It was like, oh man, like I." So I I got furloughed in April, and I went back to work on November sixteenth, which was like two and a half weeks ago, I guess, um, three weeks ago, and uh, so I get there, and she's gone because she has the, the virus at this point, and so the next week she comes in, we're like, "How was it?" She goes, "Oh, it wasn't that bad. Like I was coughing a lot, and I felt like I couldn't breathe most of the time, but it wasn't too bad." It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> your experience and the way you're telling it are two different things. That is yeah, definitely the, how I would fucking say it, though. It's just it's just funny the way she described it. Taste buds are kind of fucking shot, but like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I'm good. I lived. We good. It wasn't that bad. I suffered horribly, but you know, it's it's whatever. <laughs> the symptoms exactly. the symptoms do vary. Like the, yeah, the original yeah, yeah. person who spread at the Thanksgiving I was talking about earlier. Um, they have no sense or taste of smell and have like severe flu symptoms. And then, mm-hmm. so my friends, my age, they're in their late twenties, they have COVID and one of them kind of lost their smell and felt like fluish. And the other one just feels a little fluish and almost feels basically normal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
you have the same people. They're not getting different strains. It's not like different countries or anything. They all caught it from the same source, but their body is giving mixed reactions to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. And that, I, I don't know. It, it, I wish it was just kind of people took it seriously. We could just get it over with, but it's going to get worse before it gets better, especially with all the people traveling, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, the other. I think between right now and like New Year's, there's going to be uh, there's going to be a big part of the population who was like staying by themselves. But the holidays mm-hmm. come, you really like a lot of people are going to give in and yeah, go we're not holidays when even when you really shouldn't. And then you go, you get COVID, you bring it home, you give it to your house. And if you're going mm-hmm. out of state to do that, then you're bringing COVID in to somewhere where might not have been any. And it's just going to get pretty rough, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we're not even going to see my family for the holidays. Like, they're all like, yeah, we're bunkered down. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh, the other uh, the other story I was going to tell. I I don't think I told it on the last show, Kyle. I, it, I don't remember what day it happened. I think it was last week, though, which is why I'm, I, I I can't believe I didn't tell it on the show. I think I forgot to mention it. But uh, I was I was coming home from work, right? And I'm driving, this, I'm, I'm driving home, and I'm like, oh, I need to get gas. So I stop, and I pull up at the gas pump. And then on the other side of the pump, this this pickup truck pulls up. Picture like an old, like beat up Ford, like farm truck. That's what it looks like, like the old beat up ones you'd see a farmer driving. And I get out, and I go, I put my I put my mask on because I, I don't, especially if I'm standing right there, it's like all right, I'll be I'll be respectable. This guy gets out. He's an older. He's probably like 60s, 70s, maybe. It's hard to tell though. Uh, but he's like, he's coughing a little bit. His his wife's there. They're like an old, they look like they're like grandparent age, right? And she's like, oh, put your mask on. He's like, okay, puts it on. He spits his, chew, like some chewing tobacco out on the ground, puts his mask on, starts pumping, pumping my gas, pumping my gas. I'm looking over, I'm like, good on them. Like they're older, they're taking it seriously. That's cool. And then uh, I look over and he goes and he, he goes to spit his chewing tobacco on the ground. And I guess he just forgot he had his mask on because I just hear him go, ah. And he looks at him. I look over and he's had his mask off and he's running down his chin. The mask is just chewing tobacco in the, the mask. Oh my god! That I'm like, you're gonna flip your mask inside out and show the skid mark on the outside. I'm like, that is hilarious. The whole pandemic having to wear the mask is totally worth it because of that incident right there. <laughs> not actually, but it was it was a very funny situation. I I I, I was trying not to chuckle in his face. <laughs> I would have laughed. I would have made sure I, I knew that I was laughing. I it it was difficult. I was just standing, I was like, oh my god! I finished pumping the gas. I put it away. Get in the car. I'm just like I start laughing. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> He's all upset. He takes his mask off. He just throws it in the in like the little trash can there. He's having a fit. Yeah, you don't you don't know the feeling of having chewing tobacco <clears throat> on your face. I've done it. Nope. We were at the bar, and they say you can have a cup. They give you, like, a little plastic cup with... Is it clear? You know, um, yeah. Okay. And it's got a... Very important. A paper towel <laughs> in it. So, that doesn't actually hold it in, though, does it? It, the, it kind of, like, you know, it gets rid of the liquid when you spit in there. You know, you still have, like, the, the the mass of it, though, is still in there, though. It just keeps it from being uh, runny, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... I was there. <clears throat> I haven't chewed in a while, so someone offered. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Because, you know, I go to the bar. There's like 800 fucking pipe liners in there. It's like, oh, cool. I'm going to kill myself today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in there. I'm going away. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a little toasty and 
drinking away. I go to spit and I just, I'm not paying attention to someone's talking to me and I spit and I spit right in my fucking beer. <laughs> and I, I just got it too. And it wasn't like a cup or like a can or a bottle. It, it was a mug. It was like, you know, from the tap. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> walk over to the bartender. She just looks at me and she starts laughing. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sounds like a good bar. <laughs> oh, it is because I am friends with every single bartender. Every single one of them. And the boss loves me. So yay on me. <laughs> That is just because I'm a regular and I give them money. Remember the first time I did chewing tobacco, I was probably, I don't know, I think I was in middle school and uh, I was at a campground and there was this kid much older than me who seemed much cooler at the time who was doing <laughs> chewing tobacco. Well, most kids older than you at that time are usually yeah. cooler than you. Oh, yeah. Most kids older, <laughs> most kids that age are cooler than me still. And, uh,. <laughs> So he was doing chewing tobacco, and I just thought it was so cool for whatever reason. So I asked him, I was like, hey, can I try some? He's like, are you sure you want to try some? And I was like, yeah. So he explained to me how to do it. I put it into my lip, and like within 30 seconds, I'm like, you know, I might as well have done heroin. My head was my head was like drooped down, my eyes were rolling in the back of my head. <laughs> you got to chew tobacco high. It's oh, like man. in the the sandlot, they're just vomiting off of the like swing ride all over the people. Oh, definitely not that bad. I mean, you <laughs> like I've had one before. If you don't eat your nothing, you are you literally are fucking spinning. Like, oh yeah, I have. You the, could sit I down. Your the room's going hundred mile an hour, like in every fucking direction. It is the best high ever. Yeah, I didn't. I never had that experience with Big League Chew. That was my my chewing choice. <laughs> so after after those thirty seconds, I started feeling that high. Mm-hmm. About 30 seconds after that, I started to shake and I started to sweat. <laughs> and I had been so nervous and so discombobulated from being so out of it. I wasn't spitting and I was swallowing it. Oh, God. So, Why? So my high started to go from a high to shaking, sweating. And he could see me and he was like, hey, are you all right? And he's like, you're going to spit? And I was like, oh, I forgot to spit. <laughs> and he's like you're gonna puke and i was like i know i don't think i'm gonna puke he's like you're gonna puke he took a step back and like two seconds later i was puking and i was puking and puking and puking and he was like yeah he's like it's not so fun is it and i was like no that's terrible <laughs> and he, he was like yeah he's like after your first couple times you'll you'll figure it out i never gutted any of it like I couldn't unless it was the the camel snus. I I can gut that. I used to do that in school, but when it comes to like anything other than that, oh hell no! The shit's coming out my mouth, not going down my throat. So this is not my air of expertise, as you'll soon find out. Is there a difference between what I think I've heard is snuff and snus? Is there a difference between the two? What is? I think, isn't, I think like uh, historically they're different, but now they're kind of not. Okay. Because I think snuff originally was something that people would actually like snort. Oh, uh, okay. Cause I, I thought there was one where you could actually <laughs> swallow it. I thought there was one where you could actually swallow it. Like it wasn't, it was fine to swallow. You didn't have to spit. Or is it just well, spitless chewing tobacco? You just got to be tough. If you're tough, okay. you can swallow all of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple coworkers that they'll do fine cut and they'll the swallow that like it's nothing. <laughs> I used to I'd, know a guy who, local, up here, main guy, just like tough guy, basically exactly what you're imagining. And he, not only would he swallow his dipstick, but he would, swallow the, he would swallow the tobacco when he was mm. done. 
Oh god. So you the just pull it out of his lip and just swallow the whole thing. It's like watching people eat cigars. <laughs> yeah, it was just fiber to that guy. That guy could have eaten a nail. <laughs> Gotta get my daily dose of chewing tobacco. <laughs> uh, I love that. Like you see people like they they have a cigar and they're just like it's like, oh, please don't smoke in front of my kid. Oh, no, I, no, I don't smoke them. Terrible habit. And then they eat the cigar. <laughs> sit there and chew on it. Oh, God. Yeah, I, not my thing. Obviously. I, I sit you here and... Get into it. As I sit here and drink my chocolate milk like a child. I'm surprised you're not going off the rails and drinking a fucking Coca-Cola. Ooh, ooh. No, I, I had one yesterday. Too much. Too much. Ooh. <laughs> That's how I. That's how I've been getting in shape, you know. I, I eat healthy. I, I drink a lot of my water. I thought you exercise. were trying to gain weight. I have been, dude. I since I started in the beginning of like June, I put on thirty eight pounds. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fucking great. How about I, I just, just give you some of my weight, dude? I actually just got like a like a home gym sort of thing. It's like I don't know. It's like this like an oval flat like platform thing and then it has like uh, uh like you can attach like uh, the resistance bands to it and you can do all like the stuff like that uh it's it's got little rollers on it so you can do stretches and things like that it's it's kind of cool i just got that uh two days ago or something so i haven't really used it that much i've been busy but i'm excited for that so that's gonna be cool get get some more variation in my workouts yeah, in the start of the quarantine, those seemed to be all the rage. I remember everything was so expensive. Back in At, June, there you like couldn't buy a kettlebell for like ten times what it was worth. I know. Yeah, I was gonna get the uh, like the adjustable dumbbells, you know, where you can just adjust the weight on on them. And it was like a couple hundred dollars. I was like, ugh, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, if you I'm not that excited about doing this. January would have been eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be great watching the decline, all these people that have gotten in shape, where once like things open back up and they're like, oh, cool, now I can finally sit home and just drink beer all day. <laughs> they just put all the weight back on, get out of shape. Oh, man. But no, I've, I'm happy. I put in the effort. It's working out pretty well. But what, what is, uh, outside of your, your podcast, what have you been doing for uh, like the, the lockdowns and stuff? Is there anything like you you did that you might not otherwise have done uh other than just stay inside for ever mm. <laughs> <laughs> um not a whole lot it's the pandemic so i got started this podcast and uh that's basically all the difference from now and then yeah not much has changed other than uh i think i might complain more now <laughs> Are you entirely at home? Like, do you work from home and everything? Oh, no. So, oh, like, okay. I I have, like I said earlier, I have to go and make the COVID test so everyone okay, knows okay. whether they have it or not. Oh, right, but right. Yeah. Outside of that, yeah, it's basically, you know, go to work, come home, go to work, come home, and yeah, then I, uh, go to Thanksgiving and spread COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kyle, Kyle you have, you've been out the whole time. Like, you were never at, like, quarantined, so to speak. Yes, and I loved it because I got three <laughs> bonuses, and after we finish this pad, now it's gonna be four. Nice. Yeah, I just lost a lot of money. Is what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! What a fucking shame. Yeah, 
No, I like I said, I got furloughed in April. We we had literally got sent home from work. We're like, all right, we're gonna start working from home. Two days later, like, you know what? Why don't you go on vac- an extended vacation where we don't pay you at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then really. I didn't get like any unemployment until like July, and even then it was like fucked up. Um, yeah, if so I people were fucking getting unemployment, you I, can't do nothing. I ended up like go like overall, I only got like I think like twenty percent of what I was supposed to get from unemployment. Like I got absolutely fucked. That fucking blows. Yeah, I was like, eh. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty smart with my money, I think. So it wasn't like a huge deal. Like I have plenty saved up. Like we weren't ever at like like an, a point where it's like, oh, I'm worried about how we're gonna pay the bills. It was never that. Um, but still annoying. I was like, can I, can I have my money, please? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like I, I said, I was I was home from April 8th until November 16th. I was just home every day. I think, like, when did we start? Like, I guess mid-June is when I started streaming on Twitch, like, consistently. And that got pretty good. I hit partner on Twitch in the span of, what? Oh, congratulations. Five man. months. I was pretty happy about that. Like, actual uh, partnered? Yeah. I I I'm I, I unlocked the ability to be partnered. I'm not actually a partner yet. Uh, I've applied for it, but I haven't heard back. Well, but that would be, that'd be yeah. nice if you could start actually making money from that because you got a decent following from it. Yeah. No. So we we have that. But yeah, I hit affiliate in two weeks, and then partner I hit. I don't know, the middle of September. I want to say something like that. But so no, what, what do you play when you stream? Uh, a little bit of everything, honestly. Like it. It started. The first thing I did was Dark Souls three because it was a game I was super familiar with. And I wanted to start with something that I could just talk about throughout it, as opposed to me trying to figure out like what I was doing. Like if, let's say it's a game I don't know, the whole time I'm gonna be focused on like, all right, I have to figure this out. Like, it's so much easier for me to interact with a stream when I'm playing a game I know, because I can be like, yeah, so this is what's coming up here. This is how we're gonna do this. Like I can walk them through it if they don't know. It's just it, it was it was way easier for me to do that. Um, but we played like a lot of Call of Duty. We did Destiny, um, and then anything they recommended, we played Among Us, um, Fall Guys. We did. I don't remember what all we did, honestly. Oh, that um, cheap Pokemon game. Mortal Mortal Shell. We did. Yeah, that Nexomon. That was one they recommended. They're like, it's like Pokemon, but for Xbox. I was like, all right. And they're like, <laughs> it's so adorable. We love it. I was like, I'm glad. <laughs> But yeah, I know it was an interesting way of thinking about it. I didn't think about that before. I streamed for like my buddies and stuff messing around, but hmm. um, I never thought about it. Like, you know, if you played something, you know, then you're adding something to it rather than someone watching you. You've got one person watching and you don't even know what you're doing and then just immediately click away to something else. Yeah. Like I said, like I'm, I'm fine with like a lot of those games. Most of them I, I didn't, I'd never played before. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had like Sekiro was one that I played, which I never finished. I got to the, literally the final boss, and that's where I'm at. I never finished it. Um, but they were, a lot of them were like, you need to play this, we'll walk you through it. And so, like, the chat would literally walk me through the game, explain how to do it. Like, tell me, like, oh, here's how you should invest your skill points, do this. It's like, so it was interactive in that way, which was cool. I really enjoyed that. And then <laughs> that game was so frustrating to me. Like, I went into it because it's made by the same people that made Dark Souls. And I'm legitimately like decent at Dark Souls. I'm not great. I'm not above it. I'm I'm probably above average, but I'm not like really good at it or by any means. Um, but I'm I'm very competent. And so I was like going into Sekiro. I'm like, oh, same people that made it. 
I'll be fine. They're like, oh, no, no, you won't. And I got my ass kicked. Uh, it's very like timing oriented, which I'm terrible at, as Kyle will tell you with NBA. My timing is just horrific. <laughs> yes. It, that, and that is literally what the whole game is, is like timing, how to def- like deflecting enemy attacks like p- with perfect timing. And so I just struggled horribly with that game. I There were two or three bosses where it took me like four hours each. And that was the entire stream. It was me fighting like an individual boss. Or in like some of the cases where it's like I end the last two hours of the stream fighting the boss. And then the next stream I start off like an hour and a half fighting it. And it's like, oh, we did it. All right. I, I guess we have enough time to do at least one other thing. <laughs> I never played those games, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls is so much easier than Sekiro. Sekiro I would not recommend Sekiro. It's a, The game visually is really cool. I really honestly don't like the game though. The the combat is almost too difficult where it's not enjoyable at all. It's just incredibly frustrating. You just get every enemy fun. can one shot you. That's what pisses me off. No matter how far like how much you like grind it out and level your guy up, uh, they can one shot you essentially. And that that infuriated me. I was like, so it all comes down to my timing. Why would I invest in any of the skills or anything like that? But Dark Souls yeah. is so much fun. But yeah, Sekiro, I got to the final boss and I struggled. I did almost probably like three hours, three and a half hours of it struggling. I was like, all right, next stream. Uh, we'll we'll see if we can beat it. And then I slashed my thumb open and had to get stitches. And so I literally couldn't play the game because I couldn't control the, the thumbstick. And I was like, thank God I don't have to do this. <laughs> Any chance that was intentional? <laughs> no, no. Like, yeah, fuck that it, last boss. It wasn't <laughs> worth the $2,200. <laughs> No, it wasn't worth the twenty two hundred dollar uh, hospital fee. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd I'd rather suffer through the boss than pay that. But. You put a, should have just put super glue in it, brother. I would have saved you. A- Fun fact: I was gonna put pepper in it and super glue it shut. My girlfriend wouldn't let me. <laughs> put pepper in it. Yeah, yeah, it helps the blood congeal, so it wouldn't bleed as much. Like black pepper. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds like an infection waiting to happen. No, don't no, you just believe any. Don't believe anything he says because <laughs> this man literally wants to be fucking waterboarded. While that is also true, look if you look it up, black pepper is an actual thing. You can pack it into cuts and it'll help congeal the blood so you don't bleed so much. I yeah, wasn't gonna leave it in there. I was gonna rinse it yeah, out later yeah, on. Yeah, okay. That's don't get what me wrong. I was gonna say is if you putting no, pepper in there and then sealing it closed, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, no, I I, I scraped the pepper off like a raw steak I was about to cook and just pack it Ugh. in. You know? <laughs> no, this is what happened, right? So I, I, I'm, we're out in the kitchen. We were making uh, chicken wings, right? And I was, I was so excited. We were doing uh, like lemon Natural. pepper wings. And I was like, nice, yes. I, I put the wings in the oven while my girlfriend is drying the dishes that I'd washed. I put them in the oven. I turn and we'd use the blender to mix up. I made the lemon pepper seasoning from scratch, and uh, so we had the blender there. I have a ninja blender. And one of the parts is like a hollowed out cylinder with the two blades attached to it. And as I'm cleaning that, uh, I, I put the towel in and I twist it to try and clean the inside or dry the inside. And it like the the towel gets stuck and it whips it real quick and it slices through my thumb. Blood goes all over the counter. I'm like, ah, shit. I turn to her. I drip blood all over the floor, all over the dishes we just cleaned. <laughs> clean my hand, my thumb off. I'm like, oh, God, cleaning it up. Never felt a thing, by the way. Never like when it happened or afterwards, like even the stitches. The sharp ne- knife. Yeah, no, it was super sharp. Like I never felt pain afterwards. Like even after I got the stitches put in, like the entire time it was stitched up, like never a throbbing pain or anything. It was weird. Uh, 
I don't know if I just like go into shock severely or something because I broke my wrist years ago. I also never felt anything. So it's kind of strange. Um, but yeah, no, I guess they kept whatever. And uh, the, as we're leaving, I'm like, we don't have to go to the hospital. It's fine. I'll just, I'll cover it up. It'll be fine. She's like, no, we have to go to get stitches. I'm like, it's fine. And I rinse it off and I can, I can bend the top of my, the tip of my thumb back like 90 degrees. And she's oh, like, we need to go to the hospital. get stitches. I'm like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took but, uh vocational in uh high school and I, mm-hmm. uh, took culinary arts and I remember, my junior year when we were really getting into like honing knife skills, I cut. So if you look at your thumb, mm-hmm. I didn't touch the nail of my thumb, but I cut like a 45 degree angle, like right across the corner of my thumb. So it didn't touch the nail, but almost I cut exactly what I did all the way off. Yeah. That's basically exactly and, what I did. Uh, it didn't hurt at first at all. It mm-hmm. just went straight through my thumb. And at first, like, you know, there's a split second where you're looking and you're like, did I just cut myself? You're like, oh, yep, I just cut myself. Oh, that's bad. Oh, it's bleeding. There's, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, there was no, I didn't question it at all when I did it. I was like, oh, I definitely just cut myself. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was so before. disappointed because we're like, she's like, we have to go to the stitches. I was like, God damn it. Now I have to take the wings out. The wings are ruined. Didn't get to eat them because like we just put them in. And so we had to take them out of the oven and set them on top of the stove. But they sat out for like two and a half hours, maybe. I don't remember exactly. It was too long, essentially, is what I'm getting at. So, so that we couldn't a eat sad them. trip when you got home from it the hospital. It was, but... Yeah, he fucking messaged me and told me the fucking wings were ruined and he was upset <laughs> over it. Silver lining, though. Not only did I get out of having to... Apartment. Sorry, what was that? You opened the door to your apartment, the light illuminates the wings that have just been sitting on the yeah. oven you fall to your knees <laughs> sad titanic flute plays now the, the silver lining was not only did i not have to fight the final boss in sekiro for the stream i had already made chocolate mousse for dessert earlier in the day so that's what was, i had for dinner at like 10 30 at night it was just a big thing of chocolate mousse great fucking dinner sitting in, the, sitting in the dark weeping over your fallen wings uh, yeah <laughs> i was like but they were lemon pepper <laughs> I but zested they were the lemon be myself. So good. <laughs> uh, you complained. You know they would have been good. I'm a good chef. Yeah, you make some good fucking food. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I was I was very disappointed. Never got around to making them again. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been months. <laughs> too the cuts too deep. Uh, bad luck. No. But doom tis. No, the the, re- the main reason why I haven't made them is because I don't like having like a I don't like going out and buying meat right now. Because we just have so much. We did a thing called Butcher Box. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. But it's like a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We So we get the meat delivered to the house. Like all this meat every month. And it's great. Uh, this this uh, this month we got a, a, a ribeye roast and among other things. But we also got them in ribs. So I'm super excited for the ribs. We make uh, we make these ribs where we I make like a glaze for them. It's super delicious. So I'm all excited about that. But yeah, no wings. I'll have to do that soon. Because I'm hungry for him. Make a nice redemption story. You should make them the same exact way you did last I swear, time. It's going to be fucking hilarious if I go to make them and slash my other thumb open or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, it At wasn't that meant point, to be. You already know the process. Just finish the wings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was actually really mad when I went and got my stitches out. They're like, oh, just come back in. I was like, all right. And uh, <laughs> I went in. So, oh. I left out a note of the story. So when I when I actually cut my thumb, we went to urgent care, 
this is like seven o'clock at night. Urgent care closes at four p.m. Apparently, so I was like, all right. Apparently, it's it's not so urgent care because yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they weren't they weren't supposed to sit in the hospital for a while, and they took away. I'd wrapped my thumb up with a bag of ice and uh, gauze and paper towels, and they took that all away and just gave me new gauze. I was like, well, this is a lot less than what I gave you. Seems like this is an unfair trade, but okay. And what did they do that for? for? I don't know why they took it away. I was like, I know to not, I'm leaving the ice on for like 15 minutes, take it off for 15 minutes, put it back, like on and off. Like I'm, I know what I'm doing for the most part. And then they're like, here's just some, here's one, one piece, one little thing of gauze. And I'm like, I, I hold it on my thumb. It's bleeding through almost immediately. <laughs> my girlfriend's like, do you want me to go ask them for a new one? I'm like, no, they, they did this to themselves. <laughs> Like I'm sitting there, my hand is covered in my my good hand is covered in blood because I'm holding the gauze on my thumb. I'm like this is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no. Then when I went back to get my stitches taken out, I should have just got them out. I should have just cut them myself. I went in. They the woman cut two of them. Then the third one, uh, I healed up. I went back. I think four days after I I cut my thumb. Like I got them out in four days. It was super quick. And it it, it already healed up so much that she had trouble getting the middle stitch out. She cut it and it got stuck under the skin. I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" You're like so cutting she, your thumb open to get the stitches out. She took tweezers and stuck them into the into my thumb and pulled it out. And uh, I was like, "All right, I bet I would have not had this problem if I was at home." And uh, that cost me three hundred and seventy nine dollars to have her cut three pieces of string in my thumb. <laughs> I was like, "That makes Geez. sense." I was like, "Cool, this is America." Yeah, I was, I was really frustrated. But I think the overarching message of the story is that I, I should make wings. <laughs> no, you fucking shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the bigger lesson is that it's just not meant to be. No, next time I just won't make my own lemon pepper seasoning. Then there's no knives. In, well, that's not true because I have to cut the wings. You could just order lemon pepper, wing, lemon pepper wings to be delivered. And no, then, homemade's always better. And then just stand in the kitchen and cut your thumb. Also, the food gets nobody there. delivers to our place. We live in a town where no one delivers. We have like next we to actually, no restaurants. We just in town. got delivery. Did you? Oh, you're like, so lucky. The the first time it's in like a gas station. Like this <laughs> no, this area. We actually get delivery now, and it's fucking weird. I'm you're not so used lucky. to it at all. I'm like, we have delivery now. What? It's a really shitty restaurant too. This. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we fucking sucks. Like we just must be real rural, huh? Oh, uh, I am. Yeah. I don't know how many people live in my town. It's it's like a thousand or something, maybe. I'm not sure. That's, oh, hell that's yeah. literally like double mine. Triple yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you're literally, <laughs> you, your town's way smaller. Yeah, I don't know how many. Because it's weird. Because if I looked up the population, it'll say like 3,000, I think. But that includes like 15 miles away. They're still included in the township. It's like, this is this is unrealistic numbers. These are coronavirus numbers. You're bumping them up. <laughs> Facts. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a town of about twelve hundred. Ah, yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of how it's been my whole life. I've lived in two different towns. It's always been the way. But yeah, we have like a OIP in town, like a pizza place. They won't deliver to us for some reason. Um, we have Subway, like McDonald's. We don't have a whole lot in town. The best part is though, when I go where, where I work, is down in like a more populated area. And they have like Buffalo Wild Wings, like Longhorn Steakhouse, which isn't. Longhorn's not my favorite, but Buffalo Wild Wings. I stop in there, and they're on their A game every time I go in. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, just get the lemon pepper wings to go. No one will know yeah. any different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they're so great at Buffalo. I used to go there a couple of times a week. So I, I, since you don't know this, I work in advertising. And so I'm on the road. Not, not so much anymore, but like pre-COVID, every day I'm on the road traveling around to businesses and, and meeting with people. And two or three times a week, I'd stop at Buffalo Wild Wings on the way back to the office. I'd stop in there. I would tell them I order and I swear they would have to like cut me in front of somebody else's order for my wings to get out so quickly. There are people there ahead of me and I'm getting my wings first. It's fantastic. Those people are great. And uh, what was I, your go to? I, I always try everything on the menu. Like I switch every time I'm there. I never get the same thing. I like trying all the different flavors. Nice. The, I like them a lot. Not a bad way of doing it. Yeah, I I mean, I do like like the Buffalo style. Uh, that they have the I think it's Blazing Buffalo is what it is I like that one uh, so I will order that one slightly more frequently but I always order like a different like I order two kinds every time I go it's the way to go oh yeah yeah but yeah their 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 waitress staff is fantastic I tip them well and it works out well for me in the end because I get fantastic service big buffalo wing guy I, lo- I love wings a lot it's great wings and pizza go to takes me like an hour and a half to just get to one of those yeah round trip from where i live here it's it's about probably about an hour even something like that yeah it's it's unfortunate out in the sticks yeah yeah i want to he at least lives like his town is a lot big a lot big a lot lot big big. (laughs) (laughs) a lot bigger than mine it's true i like the town that i live in now we have a convenience store gas station Mm -hmm. and Uh and a post office uh a oh and a post office and like (laughs) a family-run restaurant like that is it yeah but the post office still uses carrier pigeons I I genuinely think like the people running that post office are fucking zombies. So, <laughs> yeah, I, no one goes there. My town is basically in between a bunch of locations with stuff. Like there's stuff I have to travel to, but like in every direction I go, there is a bigger town or a city. Like you're like to. a pit stop in between. Yeah, we're the town people drive to. Like oh god, keep going. We haven't reached our destination uh-huh. yet. No, that's my t- no. I- my town I live in is like more like uh, blink. Okay, we went through a town. Yeah, it's literally it's, that's exactly what it is. I guess so. Stupid. I've never been there in the daytime, so I have no idea. Yeah, what you <laughs> saw when you were here is literally it. Yeah. <laughs> I I imagine your no. town is like one of those like North Korean towns, like a staged town to make it look bigger than it actually fake is. Grocery, fake <laughs> grocery store and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- pretty much. There actually is a grocery store here that no one has bought yet. Yeah, it's like uh, they, they put up the facade, like the outside of the building is there, but inside it's just a big hollowed out shell of a building. There's nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally what the building is. Nice. That's a lot of what Maine is like. It's most of the towns in Maine are, you know, there's a there's a gas station that sells sandwiches. There's a post office, and there might be another business in town, and that's it. Nice. How popular is lobster in Maine? Is it actually popular? Or is that um, just other people from outside of Maine? Yeah, that's the, you know, there's a couple of things about Maine that always come up whenever anyone talks about Maine. It's like, 
moose, blueberries, lobster, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people here like lobster, but I don't Wait, think it's... Did you a, say blueberries? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I've never heard that about Maine. Really? Nah. I think Maine... My numbers are going to be off and probably skewed to be more towards Maine, but I'm pretty sure Maine produces like a quarter of all the blueberries in the world. Interesting. Did not know that's that. Pr- that's probably like way off by probably 20 something percent, but um, Maine is like huge in blueberries. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like, yeah, margin of error about 98%, but I don't know how margin yeah. of errors work. Yeah, 25% <laughs> of the world, and that could be anywhere between 1 and 25%. Yeah. <laughs> could be like 0.004. <laughs> Yeah, it's twenty. It's twenty five percent of a percent. <laughs> it's it's a percentage. We good. It's yeah. definitely a lot, though. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard that before. But then again, people make fun of Pennsylvania, like, "Oh, it's Pennsylvania," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're spot on." Pennsylvania. Yeah. I have never fucking heard that. What really? the fuck does that? I've never. Mean? I've never You've, heard that. I can't believe this. This has literally been like. What does it mean? Oh, they, <laughs> it's like they're saying like, oh, Pennsylvania is a, a northern state that acts like a southern state. They, you have Philadelphia and yes, Pittsburgh, okay, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere in between is like a southern state. That's kind of what I thought of Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely accurate. You've never heard this phrase, Kyle? Pennsylvania. We have the Amish, though. <laughs> yeah, but they're not real people. <laughs> and I can say that because none of them listen to podcasts. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that earlier that uh, if you guys are living in these small towns, you guys must have huge like Amish Mennonite populations. That's I do. Him. I we have so many Amish people here. I have a, that's <laughs> this isn't really hours. a story. That but one Sunday, uh, my girlfriend and I are going to down to town to get something to eat, like out nearby town. And we're driving on this back road between these fields, and we drive by what apparently is a church. It looks like. Just imagine like a, a garage, like a standalone garage. There's a mm-hmm. rectangle building with the, the pointer roof. That's apparently a church, uh, an Amish church. I, <laughs> and I wasn't realizing it. We drove by. I, I'm not exaggerating. There are probably no less than like 500 Amish people just standing outside as we drive by almost in unison. Every single one of them just turns and looks at us. It was this, It was the creepiest moment of my life. Because it's just it's all of them dressed in all black, and they all just slowly turn and look, and it's like, oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> it was so creepy. <laughs> well, they all always they always wear black anyway, so it, it that's just how they dress. But it just Imagine it was just if so your creepy. Car broke down. What's that? Oh, if our car broke down, I just killed myself. Yeah. yeah, they they all turn and look at you, and your car's like poop poop poop. I just they all I'm, just start fucking jumping around, getting all fucking happy. Uh, and shit. I like to, I like to imagine they run over. They're like, oh boy, oh it looks like that gentleman has a problem with his vehicle, and they come running over. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh geez, they're coming to kill us. And I blow my girlfriend's head off, shoot myself in the head. They're <laughs> like, oh boy, his firearm went off. That's unfortunate. This Irish Ooh, free Amish, food. Uh, colony is I can't. I can't do an Amish accent. I never talk to those things. What the hell? All these Amish people are from Ireland. <laughs> you guys oh, have. Um, you guys have Mennonites down there. Yeah. It, here's the thing, right? People think like I'm Amish not people. This shit, dude. Yeah, people seem to think people have the wrong perception of how Amish people work. They're definitely this isn't all of them, but a large portion of Amish people pretend to be Amish. They have this thing where like they'll they have a, and I don't know if this is accurate for all Amish people. Again, 
But in my experience from Amish people, I've been around Amish people my whole life. In Pennsylvania, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, my family's always lived around Amish people for some reason. I don't know if it's like a like a study that my, my parents are doing. I, don't, I have no idea. There's, but uh, I've always lived around them. But they have this thing, like this community rule, I guess, where if they move into a new home, they have, I think it's two or two and a half years to make it like Amish appropriate, like remove like all of like the special amenities, like all the electricity stuff, like the TVs, this cable, like everything that Amish people can't have, they have to get rid of it within that time span. But they move constantly. <laughs> so they just never get rid of these amenities. And it's like, oh, so you're cheating the system. It's like, why even bother? Like, <laughs> like surely you can just leave if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. th- there's that. They're, they all have like iPhones, like smartphones, like they're all on Facebook. Like it's, it's not like they're these like sh- extremely sheltered people. It, it's just like, there are some of them that are like that for sure. But there are so many of them there. It's like, yeah, no, uh, if, uh, if you need me to like my construction company, just hit me up on Facebook. I'll give me a like. It's like, all right. Well, that's basically a barn in two days. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what a Meta Knight is, right? It's like you're, an Amish guy who like drives a Kia. You're yeah, you're absolutely correct. These people still identify as Amish though. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, Mennonites are Amish people who are like sixty years behind as far as like lifestyle decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you went to Woodstock and put them all in the time machine and shipped them to twenty twenty. Minus the uh, drug habits. Really everything about the people at Woodstock actually now that I think about it. I think your parents probably have like a really, really underrated moving practice is like live near Amish people. It's, it's, like, ac- well, it's actually really smart because the, yeah. they're very clean. Like the their towns that they live in are super clean and well upkept. Mm-hmm. Because, no crime, probably. Yeah, very little. Well, when they lived in Ohio, they lived like 30 minutes south of Cleveland. So the town they're in had like wealthier people in it because you had like a lot of people that didn't want to live in Cleveland moving like far enough out where they're still close to Cleveland to go to work all the time or whatever, but they didn't have to deal with all of like the poor people, so to speak. And, <laughs> and so they moved out to like the country where like the Amish people were. So like all the, there's all this money yet like very well upkept like communities. So it was, su- it was super nice. I'm kind of mad they moved. I actually liked visiting them then there, uh, even though it wasn't my parents, but I, you know. I imagine super rich people when they see Amish people, it's almost like seeing an exhibit at the zoo. They're like, oh, look. They're like, oh my God, the look. So wow. Cute. It walks and puts clothes on just like us. <laughs> oh, it wow. knows what a hat is. Wow, oh, look, look they're it. making butter. Oh, that one looks like <laughs> Abe Lincoln. So cute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a, they see like a little Amish kid and the, their kids are like, mom, can we keep it? Oh, I don't know. It's a big responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> all you gotta do is feed it and it does everything on its own you gotta feed it and water it and give it chores so we don't have to work maybe we'll yeah, have it build us a greenhouse it'll go berserk <laughs> oh man yeah I know it's, it's interesting though the, the most frustrating part for me honestly is every day going to work I get stuck behind like no less than three or four buggies so it's like I live in it's it's not your buggy traffic yeah well it's it's frustrating because like i can go around them no problem but i live in an area where like it's not super hilly but it's enough that i can't see over the ridge so 
almost every time I get stuck behind one, it's on a little hill. So I'm stuck sitting there behind it, waiting. Like, I don't want to pass it because a car could come up the other side. And like, ah, wait. I get to the top, there's no car in sight. It's like, ah, fuck. Wasted my time again, you bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Getting out behind uh, Amish rush hour. Yeah. It's weird, too. Like, when we... Buggy races (laughs) down Main Street. (laughs) It's weird. Like, I don't know what they're up to. Because sometimes we'll like visit my 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 dad, and we'll come home and there's like an Amish town between. But we'll get we'll be coming home at like ten thirty at night, and there'll be like Amish buggies out, and they'll all be like congregating at like ten thirty at night. It's like, what are you doing? What kind of fucking cult meeting you go into in the middle of the night? Like you sacrificing probably, a goat or something? They're probably just hammered and they're looking to see who's got the faster horses. Well, they're Amish people, not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the time? St- I got to... That's going to get cut. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, what else are you going to do? If you don't have power at 10 o'clock at night, you're probably just going to... Well, that's the thing, right? They do have power because they're not real Amish people. They're all fakes. Okay. Yeah. Man, that seems like a boring night then. It's... Yeah, they're... It's interesting people. They're... It's weird too because like the Mennonites are very polite. Amish people aren't rude. They're just very like... I guess Kurt is the way to put it. Like, they're just like, you talk to him. It's like, how was your day? Good. All right, cool. Um, what do you, like, when I, I'll go into a couple of these businesses and it's like, oh, you know, like, what are you looking to advertise? Oh, we got, we got flowers. We got, we got uh, fruits coming in. Okay. You want me to advertise that for you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you have turn any, around like, and yell, hey, they got fruit. Yeah. It's like, I'm just like, all right. There you like, go, buddy. <laughs> Hey, you don't like have anything in mind that you want me to do? Nope, just uh, just put it on the page. Okay, so like every time I walk out, it's like, do I really just put like a wall of like a couple lines of text for their ad? Like that's that's terrible. Then more often than not, like I'll design the ad and I'll make like this big fancy thing come back and be like, looks good, thanks. Like, All right, guess I'll just take care of this myself. <laughs> they got they're not chatterboxes. They're, they're they're doing online ads for their produce. Some of them, yeah. They're pretty hip to it, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I explained to them like why they should, because like their clientele is not all Amish people, obviously. Like you were saying, a lot of people come just for the spectacle of of old timey people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you want to see how a building's made if you can only use a wooden hammer and nails? Exactly. You're like, wow, that's what pilgrims used to be like. That's cool that they're still around like this. But yeah, no. Especially I, down there, that must be a big touristy thing. As people come in and want to see like old, like colonial stuff, and go to <laughs> Philadelphia and see the fucking sort of Constitution think, and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how far Lancaster County is from Philadelphia. It's an hour, two hours, maybe. Lancaster is like the big Amish center of, of Pennsylvania. That's I, Mecca, brother. Yeah, yeah. So that. That's where people would go, I imagine, if they're gonna. That's where the, seek uh, out the butter Amish. churning world championships are held. Yeah. <laughs> you go down there. Oh, he's churned a lot of butter. He's filled up like eight Land of Lakes tubs already. They've got they've got live commentary on the uh, the churning butter competition. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a great. That'd be even better if it was Amish people commentating. Oh, he's turned out lots of butter. Ooh, he's yep, he's also we've turned got, out lots uh, of butter. <laughs> we've got our contestants here, and uh, they've made butter. <laughs> and one of one of them made slightly more butter than the other. Well, we'll see you next year for the for butter, butter churning championship. <laughs> Enjoy your butter, everybody. Thank you. 
This has the been better. gets to go home with a golden stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> just picture him. They just they form like a giant stick of butter out of what he's churned, and he's just sitting there holding this oozing <laughs> giant brick of butter in his arms. <laughs> They've got their their Michael Jordan of butter churning, and they're like, yeah. well, "We're going to see if he can win his seventeenth consecutive <laughs> world championship." That's the greasiest Amish man I've ever seen. It's like, Oh, we've had catastrophe this year. The, oh. the greasy paddle slipped out oh. of his hand. He's lost to the incumbent. <laughs> He's knocked over his butter churning station. <laughs> <laughs> the end of an era. Oh, man. Oh, Jebediah's thrown it away. Oh, that's let Ezekiel slip into the number one seed. <laughs> Ezekiel has come in in one foul swoop, has owned the world. He's picked up all of the all of the old women. <laughs> Oh, You're now he can finally grow a beard. For later. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, with this, he's now able to grow his beard past six inches in length. <laughs> I imagine that's how like the tier system goes in their community. You're not considered a man unless you can compete at a high level at butter churning. You gotta yeah. win like a regional competition. I think that's an actual thing, though, as far as like the beard goes. Like you're not allowed to grow a beard until you're married or something. I forget how it works. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, shit. Can you imagine shaving with whatever they must use to shave? Just a fucking, like, slightly sharpened down rock. <laughs> well, can't even use shaving cream. No. Or, just, well, they might put cream on their face and cut it off with a really sharp knife. They just uh, they just take, uh, like, heavy Butter. milk and just whisk it really fast. It forms, like, a whipping cream. It's like, there we go. Oh, putting God. butter on their face and shaving it off. Yeah, it's just all acne-ridden. All of them. That's why they their grow the beards when they get older. Cut, their face all cut up and scabbed, and they're like crying as they do it. And they're like, one of these days when I win the butter churning championships, I won't have to shave this stupid shit anymore. The dad comes in, smacks him on the back of the head. Hey, knock that off. You we got beard. a barn to build in three hours. It's like- dad comes in with a beard that's down to his waist. <laughs> He's like, you, you pathetic loser, you can't even shave. How are you supposed to churn butter you can't even shave right? You're no son of mine, Ezekiel. He ships him off. He like sleeps in like the pig pasture. He's they send him off to like butter churning camp yeah. to own his craft. Uh, like he's, going, he's going to like basic training for butter churning. It's uh, so, like the guy's like uh, whatever like uh, the... The Amish version of a Nazi is just like walking back and forth. He has like a ruler, like slapping, like Abraham, get better. You'll never be your father. You'll never be shit. It's <laughs> like, oh, yes sir, yes sir. Oh god, I don't even know how we got on the topic of this. This is hilarious. this is fantastic. <laughs> oh, have I- you have you ever bought butter from like uh, Amish? Yeah, butter I actually egg, I buy a. Uh, we get we get egg we have a, a butcher that like they all go and they sell through this the butcher so i bought like meats there like i bought a that's how i made homemade bacon a couple number of months ago i bought uh pork belly there made it into bacon fantastic uh buy like uh eggs milk in the glass jars you still get there take the glass jar back and they give you a discount on the on your milk raw milk yeah raw milk is crazy yeah now you get yeah we've been since the pandemic we've been buying mostly like i don't say natural but like like homemade stuff you know we, we go to the butcher get all our stuff there like veggies and stuff at the the farm market um 
We got butcher box in, which isn't quote unquote natural. They say it's organic, but it's from a, like a business, a big market business, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, we haven't been going to like the local grocery stores really or anything like that. Which uh, honestly, I've been liking it better. I like all like the the really fresh stuff is so much better. Mm. Like, well, it's I- a great resource to have like a like a local community like the Amish or even just small town people that like raise raise poultry or raise cattle and yeah. farm their own stuff and bring it to a local market it's like you're bypassing a lot of you know, nastiness yeah we have a lot like of farm markets Walmart. around here honestly they're like local not even i guess they're all farm farm markets technically but yeah like a lot of markets where a lot of vendors will go set up their stands and sell stuff and it's it's great you get so much stuff out of it um it's yeah it's it's fantastic like i said even like with bacon if you make it fresh yourself at home it is infinitely better than store-bought bacon. It's I so imagine. Good. Yeah, it's it's not super... Di- it's time-consuming, for sure, but it's not that difficult to make. It's And it was so good. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried to send some... Uh, we had her on the show a couple times, uh, Lady Nova. She's a streamer as well. And uh, I tried to mail her some bacon. I went to overnight it to her. I uh, I, I got a shipping container. Uh, and I put the, I wrapped the bacon up and then I put dry ice around it. I took it to the a post office in a bigger city, right? Thinking, oh, mm-hmm. they'll have more manpower and get this sent out. And, uh, so I was like overnighting it, got it. It didn't get there for, I want to say a month and a half. Oh no. <laughs> it, we were like, it's just gone. Like I filed a claim, like I want my money back. Like you just never delivered this. And they're like, oh, well we can't give you your money back since it hasn't been delivered yet. I'm like. It's fucking gone. You're not going to deliver it. And then finally it gets delivered. She sends me a picture of it on like her front porch or something. The box is like smashed in. They've put it in a, in a bag, like a big plastic bag. And there's a piece. Yeah. There's a big crumpled up piece of paper in it, which she unrolled like, like, like kids uncrab, whatever. She flattens it out. And uh, she like she sends me a picture of that, and it's like, oh, we just want to know. We work our best to make sure we get everything in, in one piece. Uh, sometimes if things get damaged, we want to make sure that everything is is a okay. Thank you for your uh, appreciation. If anything is wrong, let us know. It's like, what do you mean? If anything is wrong, the box is here, smashed. It looks like you ran over it and then drove over it a couple more times. Like it's destroyed. And you didn't just put it in the mail; you overnighted it. Exactly. So it's supposed to be there the next day, and it's yeah. a month late. <laughs> it, no, I'm not. Not I'm only not exaggerating. It's in, but it's a month overdue. It when you literally extra to get it there. I think it was literally like almost a month and a half. It was so late. Anything over a day is late. <laughs> but she, yeah, when it's, she, uh, when it's meat on ice, it's like, <laughs> yeah, your target is one day, and if you don't, you might as well just throw it in the trash. Yeah. So she sends a video of her opening it up, and she's like, she's. She's recording it and she's like, she opens up the bag and she's like, oh, I opened the bag. I can already smell it. That's not good. Oof. She cuts open the box. She's she's doing this Oof. all outside, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. And I don't want to dox her, so I'll just say she lives in a very, like, she lives in a very hot area. So it was like mm-hmm. 90s, maybe 100 degrees or something. I'm not sure what the temperature was. It's back in, it was, it was July when I mailed it. It was September when she got it. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, 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 no. It was August when I sent it because it was the month prior. My bad. Either way, still very hot. And so she's opening the box. She's like, oh, God, uh, it stinks. She opens it up. The dry ice, obviously completely gone at this point. It's been way too long. And then she takes the the uh, the package that it had the bacon in. 
the bacon is literally melted and it's there's still like the chunk of bacon there but it's acquired like i don't know four inches maybe of just liquid that has come off the bacon because it's like been cooking in this bag is thick brown liquid and she's like it reeks it absolutely reeks (laughs) it was so gross and i was like i feel so bad like she sent me money to cover the shipping costs too and i was like i feel so bad like (laughs) i I made this bacon it's delicious i sent it to you and they just fucked you over this was at the height of when they were like defunding like the postal service and everything before the election so like the Mm -hmm. postal service is like in all this disarray it's like ah shit worst possible time to send the bacon (laughs) i have a similar story i uh i had a friend who was here um temporarily and where she was from there was no ocean and she was like obsessed with the ocean here because maine we're on the coast Mm -hmm. and uh she wanted to before she left get like uh like this like vial of like sand from the beach and ocean water and like little pebbles or you know i don't Mm -hmm. know something fucking girly (laughs) and she didn't get the chance to so after she left i tried to do that Mm -hmm. what i didn't know is that even though you can mail that if you put if you put things that aren't supposed to be in ocean water in ocean water and mail it Mm -hmm. it essentially does the same thing your bacon did Mm. so i put sand i had this like glass closable something you would have like sugar on your counter in which has like Uh the the like thing that reaches up and grabs the top and then you you like seal it down mm-hmm. and so i put sand in it then i put ocean water in it and i put some rocks and shells off the beach and then i put like uh these starfish these like um fossilized starfish uh, okay. things that i ordered online in the water mm-hmm. well those weren't just i thought those were going to be like rocks those are actually like dried starfish so when you put them back in ocean water they rehydrate and then because it's ocean water in a sealed container and you're rehydrating organic material, yeah. it essentially just it just like rotted in the water. <laughs> so when she got it, it was like it went from being this cool kind of like a little mini environment in a bottle mm-hmm. type deal into like this like gray water that you couldn't see through. <laughs> and when she opened it, it was just the most putrid smell you could imagine, apparently. Mm. And uh dumped it out <laughs> i got a pretty big laugh out of the photo she sent me of what it looked like it took like two weeks for her to get that was so funny yeah it's uh yeah it's it's frustrating when like it's like all right i got this great idea and it's like something happens where it's not necessarily your fault like in that case like like in our cases it's like you're mailing something and it's like, oh, man, I got these, like, I'm trying to do something nice for somebody. And it's like, the world's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, in my case, too, I didn't realize that, you know, if I had done that and just put it on a shelf for a day, I would have mm. noticed something funky <laughs> going on in there. Yeah, if I had stuck the bacon in a fire for a couple of days, it still would have looked better. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that bacon probably was, holy Christ, that was probably in rough shape when she got to it. Oh, man. Oh, I couldn't imagine the smell in a 100-degree sunny day, cracking uh, that box open. If I had gotten that box, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way I would have even opened it. I, I asked her to open known. it because I was like, I want to see what it looks like. I need to know what happened. Oh, jeez. It was destroyed. Uh, I got one. I have one last thing I want to talk about before we go because it, it, oh, my God, it was such a trainer. I don't know. Do you know, you know Steven Seagal? 
Kyle, you know who Steven Seagal is? Nope. He's an actor. He's uh, He was in, what was it Time to Kill or I something? I never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's in like a bunch of action movies in like the 80s. He hasn't. So a friend of mine, I, I think he was listening to a podcast or something where they were talking about it. And he's like, hey, they made fun of this movie. You should watch it. So my girlfriend and I decided to watch Steven Seagal's A Good Man, which is free on Amazon Prime. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> which is saying something. It's It starts out, right? He's in like Middle East or Russia or something. And I can't really tell. And they're like, it's him in this. First of all, Steven Seagal is this. He's, he's probably 50s, 60s. Like he's old. He's fat. He's out of shape, but he's playing like this like hardened military guy. And it's him like waddling through the woods with this other like 50s, 60-year-old guy, like these military guys. It's, it's hilarious. And they're walking through and they're they're like getting ready to raid this like military base. And then there's like Chinese people there as well. All of a sudden, it's like, all right, it's a very interesting collaboration between these these three people. And they're like, they have this predator drone, and they're gonna fly it to destroy the base. And it cuts to Steven Seagal, and he's like gonna explain it. And apparently Steven Seagal has decided that he's gonna talk like an urban black man. It's Steven Seagal is a, a white man, I want to point out. Not Yeah, I actually just looked him up and I yeah. know who he is. Okay. I fucking hate all of his movies. Yeah, for good reason. All of his literally one versus fifty five, no gun <laughs> against a fucking gang member of fucking guns. I'm just gonna beat the fuck out of all exactly. of Exactly. So it's we're immediately we're just cracking up because he's he's like He's like, man, motherfucker, we're going to go in there. We're going to pop these guys off. We're What's gonna going go on, brother? Exactly. He's you good? Like, you good, he's brother? He's like this slick-talking urban guy. He's like, what the fuck? The whole movie, by the way, outside of the this, this scene where he's in like, his camouflage, the entire movie, he's wearing like this leather jacket and sunglasses. The entire time, he's he's indoors. He's got his sunglasses on. He can't be bothered. He's got to look cool. Uh, <laughs> so he, they raid the base, and he doesn't know how to hold an assault. I forget what kind of gun he's using. Um some sort of like AR, I, I I don't know, uh, and uh, he doesn't know how to hold it. Like picture you, like you have the gun, you have it up against your shoulder, right? He's doing that, but he has it like under his armpit, almost like not under his armpit, but, like t- against his like the the side of his chest. And as he's walking, he's like turning it side to side, like he's just flipping it back and forth, like it's just flipping it willy nilly. It's like that's not how you hold and fire a gun. It's like he must have never shot a gun in his life or something. I have no idea. It's ridiculous. And then. My favorite part in the in the scene, they're raiding the place. This guy sneaking up behind him, and he's like, "All right, well, I've been stealthy so far, popping people off. That I'm gonna go ahead and drop my gun." And he pulls out this like this samurai sword sort of thing, and he's cutting the guy's arms off, slits his throat. I was like, "Oh God, oh, this has already gone off the rails." <laughs> he's, he's using the sword, and then uh, the predator's like, "Oh, we're gonna blow up the building," and they cut to clearly aged military photo or footage of a rocket being fired across a completely different <laughs> landscape <laughs> and it blows up the base with really terrible cgi he rescues this little girl but uh he gets injured and she dies and then it cuts to like some time later i don't i don't remember how far and it's him and there's like this woman neighbor he lives in like this apartment building in like russia or something this woman neighbor uh, quote unquote attractive. She's she's kind of cute, I guess, but yeah. And she's got this little girl with her, and he immediately they're locked out of their apartment, and he immediately goes over and goes, "Need me to help?" And he starts flirting with them. And it's like yeah, gross. And uh, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, is this your daughter?" 
And uh, the woman's like, no, it's my sister. And he, he's like, oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, he helps them. And uh, there's like Russian mobsters that are like in debt to Chinese people. They're trying to pay him off. And uh, Steven Seagal's like good movie. Steven Seagal's going around just killing people with his sword for some reason. Um, the the Russian people lose. He's take Steven Seagal takes some of the money from the Russian people he kills. So the Russians owe the Chinese people money, but instead of giving them money, the Chinese are like ah that's cool. Instead of paying us, just give us this girl. <laughs> just give us a little girl. Apparently that that's worth like three hundred thousand dollars or something. It's like okay, interesting. So they, they kidnapped the girl. Uh and oh I so I actually took notes because I wanted to I wanted to make sure I got the quotes right. There's this scene where Steven Seagal is in the club and the it's him and the the older woman and uh this drunk Russian guy comes wilding up to him and it's horribly dubbed in English. And uh I'm gonna this is an actual quote. He says, Hey bitch, I work here. What? Hey, where are you going, honey? I want a lap dance. <laughs> it's like horribly dubbed English. We're just sitting there like, oh god, this is why are we still watching this? And uh Steven Seagal like interferes and the guy's like, I want that bar bitch to dance me. Fuck so you. <laughs> Uh, another another favorite quote from the movie is uh, Stephen Skull's walking home with the girl and the guy says, hey asshole, do you know who that whore belongs to? And he goes, yeah, this whore is mine. <laughs> That's his way of like flirting with the girl. <laughs> what movie is this? It's called A Good Man. Uh, Stephen Skull it's, it's newer movies are like really, really bad. They're, but his older terrible. stuff in the 90s is legit. No, uh-huh. it's all terrible. If I'm literally <laughs> looking at all of his movies, this man has the same fucking expression on every cover mm-hmm. of the fucking movie. Yeah, cool. Literally, and it's a close up to the fucker too. Yep. There's it, a. It's terrible. There's Everything a, about it is fucking terrible. There's Those a point. Nineties movies are good, man. I'll there's a point later good. on the movie where the guy. It's the uh, there's a bad guy holding a person hostage with a gun to their head, and Steven Seagal only has this little samurai sword thing. And the person decides, fine, I'll let the hostage go and I'll drop my gun and fight you with my samurai sword. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this doesn't make any sense at all. They fight. Steven Seagal kills him. Another character comes in and goes with a gun and goes, all right, fine, I'll also fight you with a samurai sword. (laughs) And then the end of the movie is Steven Seagal sleeps with the, the main chick. But the entire time Hell he's got yeah. his he's got his leather jacket and sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> it's uh, we're just sitting there cracking up, just like oh god. I I guess this is Steven Seagal's idea of what a good man is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted to share that. It's a it's a fantastic movie. I would not recommend it. <laughs> the trailer looks terrible. Uh, it's, the movie's awful. The movie's awful. I, I we, feel like I'm watching something that a fucking pair of college students made. Yeah. Like it, yeah. If you want a good laugh, go ahead and fuck? give it a watch. It's We laughed our asses no, off at it. If you want a good fucking laugh, watch that fucking movie. I suggest shopping cart movie. Or huh? the... Uh, wasn't there a killer shopping cart at one point? Well, that, that's one of them. There's a killer shopping cart. The, uh, it's the really terrible slayer. CGI one that I showed you. The um, axe. What is it? Yeah, the act. The fucking Paul Bunyan bullshit. Paul Bunyan. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's fucking terrible. That's been our new thing lately has been watching terrible movies. We watched, uh, for Thanksgiving, we watched Thanks Killing. That's a classic. Oh, my God. Have you, have you ever seen that? Have either of you seen that? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Tim, have you seen Thanks Killing? It's a classic. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's it's legitimately kind of funny. It's kind of entertaining how bad it is. Uh, there's a sentient killer turkey is what it amounts to. Uh, and I'm going to point out in one of the scenes, uh, there's a sex scene and this guy's Okay, going is it the scene down. I'm thinking of? Get stuffed. <laughs> and this fucking, this turkey literally kills the guy and starts fucking the chick. She has no idea. Yeah. She's just going along with it. It's, it's like, how the fuck do you not know? <laughs> uh, also, the turkey is the only one that he consistently breaks the fourth wall. Right before that scene, we just watch it so it's fresh on my mind. He literally turns, looks straight at the camera, and like, I don't remember if he winks, but he does something where he acknowledges the camera, and he goes in, slits the guy's throat, and the girl gets like blood all over her back, and the turkey just slips in, and then at the end of it, she's like, like he finishes or whatever, and the girl turns around, and he's like, oh, get stuffed, and he kills her. <laughs> it, It's a terrible oh, movie. you have been stuffed. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... It it's a terrible movie. Again, hilarious to watch though. We love making fun of crappy movies. We've been watching a bunch crappy of them. Movies are so underappreciated. Uh it, it there's a fine line between like movies that are, aren't good, where it's like, oh, it's just a boring, poorly made movie. You have to either be so bad that it's entertaining or a good movie. Like I don't like the in between ones. Um, uh, but yeah, some of the, like Thanks Killing was one. Uh, like I said, the <laughs> a good man with Steven Seagal is another one. It's just Oh, it's terrible. Steven Seagal is not even the... He's the lead guy, clearly. the There's another character in the movie who has way more screen time than Steven Seagal and actually does, like, most of the fighting. But Steven Seagal's <laughs> like, yeah, but I got my leather jacket, my glasses, and the girl. Steven Seagal is, like, a legit martial artist, though. Have you seen him he's fight? Like, he's so fake. Well, I mean, it, he's just, like, acting and stuff. But back in the day, he, yeah, it was fair the enough, first yeah. ever... There's the... um, I think it's Aikido... It's a, it's a Japanese martial art. He was the first ever non-Japanese person to teach Aikido in Japan. Hmm. I, I believe it's Aikido. He's like a know. legit martial artist back in the day. He was, yeah. Like Chuck the, Morris. The one I always see and I direct people to is the videos of him like fighting like a bunch of people, like a group of people, and like casually like touching them and they go flipping off on their own. <laughs> or they're yeah, trying to make him seem he, cool. Since he's gotten older, he's hasn't done any like real martial arts because well, he's so out of shape yeah yeah yeah. but <laughs> he used to be like super super legit kind of like chuck norris like chuck norris yeah. was like a world champion karate guy but then when he was mm-hmm. doing like walker texas ranger he was like i don't know i think he fought a bear in one of the episodes like he's like <laughs> roundhouse kicking a bear and stuff like <laughs> Some of these guys are legit, but once it goes to the screen, I don't know whether it's their call or someone else who thinks it'd be cool. But they uh, yeah, I'm wondering if like their ego the gets the best art. of them, and they're like, "No, nah, I gotta be even cooler than that. I can't actually do that though, so we just gotta pretend." Yeah, just put a bear in this scene. Like, yeah, put <laughs> bring the twenty guys. I'll beat them up, and then I'll fight a bear right after. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we're a little over. Usually, we record for about an hour here, so we're a bit over at this point. Um, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to mention uh, before we wrap up. We'll do the plug at the end here. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, oh no, I think I think we had a good 
good range of stuff. Dude, lots of Amish talk. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I don't know if you had anything else uh, that you wanted to add here before we wrapped up. Fuck no. That's what I thought. Um, awesome. <laughs> Tim, I'll let you, uh, why don't you plug your, your show again. Anything else you got going on to let people know where to go? There'll um, be links in the description as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do a podcast which comes out every week called Chuchin, C-H-O-O-C-H-I-N, apostrophe. Uh, I just shoot the shit with my buddies and try to be funny for as much as the podcast as we can usually. We don't Mm. try to take anything too serious. And uh, that's on Spotify, Apple, Google. It's on everything. Nice. Yeah, and again, links will be in the description. We'll get that all situated. Uh, I appreciate uh, you guys having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. This was a ton of fun. Loved uh, chatting it up. It's a good one. Yeah, this is good. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, Ugly Sweaters, still available. We made Ugly Sweaters for for the holidays. They're still available on our merch store. Go check them out. I thought they were gone. They're not anymore. Uh, Go to deadjesterproductions.live. It's got links to everything. Go check out all of our stuff. All of our our stuff. Uh, This has been episode 47. Thank you so much for being here. Ton of fun. Thank you, uh, thank you, Kyle, for also being here. You've been a guest on 47 episodes now. <laughs> Every single one of them. <laughs> this is an episode 47 of Dead Destruction's that, podcast. That's a lie. Hold on. I was oh. muted. That's a lie. I was not on every podcast. I missed one. You missed a couple, actually. There's that, there's yeah. that time. Yeah, I recorded. A- oh, my God. Oh, God. It's, I didn't even think of that. You're absolutely right. Oh, it's blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Never even even crossed my mind that you missed any episodes. Ah, it's absolutely true. Oh, wow. All right, wow. Uh, Okay. It's contemplation later on. Uh, This has been episode 47 of the Dead Just Productions podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Tim, for being here. I'm getting fired. (laughs) See you all next time.